And welcome to the reaction review for American Carnage 2022. I have in the studio today, Gabriel. Welcome back to the show, Gabriel. Thank you, Donnie. Always a pleasure to be here. Thank you to Samantha Friedman for providing the screener and the press notes. I will read that first, and then we can get into our reactions. This is directed by Diego Hajives, written by the Hajives brothers. It stars Jorge Lindenborg Jr., Jenna Ortega, Alan Mondanal, Bella Ortez, Jorge Diaz, Yumari Morales, Catherine McCafferty, Brett Cullen, and Eric Dane. It is in theaters July 15th, 2022, this week. It will be on digital and on demand as well this week, July 15th. Um, I wanted to read the director's notes and statement first before I do anything further. Director Diego says, as a Mexican-American living in the United States, I have been inspired to tell a story and make sure the cruel separation camps we currently have in the U.S. are not forgotten. This is a conversation that cannot fade into the background, as so many important topic topics often do. I wanted to tell a story that used horror as a metaphor to reflect the reality that many Latinos get put into a system where they are treated less than human, and this is not by accident. This is by design. It was clear that the best way to tell a story as powerful as this while still making it fun was by using genre. I wanted to push the limits of what to show on the screen while also finding moments of levity to keep the audience in a constant state of tension and release, mixing horror and comedy. For me, American Carnage is a way to talk, bring light to a harsh reality in a form of uplifting escapism. So with that said, with the movie that we checked out, Gabriel, what is your reaction? Are you going to do a yay, nay, or meh on this one? <laughs> I'm going to do a yay. Okay. I'm going to do a yay, too. Um, I enjoyed this movie, but uh, there were some things with it that I had an issue with. So let's get into our general reactions, and then there will be a prompt for spoilers, as always. So this movie sort of starts with a superimposed credits over images of uh, Latinx people speaking, whether in politics, uh, whether in separate industries, they are in all facets of communities around us. And it's showing he, the director Diego is showing how, um, the need for Latinx people is, and also how they are exploited through these visual representations and the things that he picked and, sh and chose to highlight during the reel before the movie started. I thought that was pretty powerful. And that in itself, 
actually could have been its own statement. Um, but it's it begins the movie and then we are introduced to our colorful cast of characters, uh, one who is working at a fast food restaurant and uh, we get to see kind of what happens through his eyes in this in this comedy horror tale. Uh, Gabe, what were some of the things that you reacted to with this movie? What were some things that stood out to you in general, uh, whether it's messaging, motif, images, scenes, um, just unload on what you thought kind of stood out to you about it. Mm. Well, I enjoyed the um, the ideas of the movie. The acting was good. Um, I have to say that it was a little bit predictable. Like, as you know, I knew exactly uh, what was happening halfway throughout the movie. And uh, I almost got everything like 100% correct. Um, but I enjoyed the actors. I enjoyed the message. I think it's a critique of both the Democratic Party and the Republican Party on their action slash inaction slash uh, sure the GOP has decided lately to make uh, immigrants legal or not, uh, especially the ones from Latin America, scapegoats. They're taking our jobs. This is what's happening, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And as we know, um, there were many people, like particularly now, they're like, oh, my ancestors came here from Europe and they did it the right way. And that's not true. Like a lot of them were refugees during the wars and a lot of them didn't come legally uh but they eventually like settled here so they were course, here before a legal system was put in place right that too so there's a there's a situation there um of course we cannot deny that there's a crisis at the border and that something needs to be made so that people are not exploited um the movie it doesn't it's not subtle in that sense. It's very clear what they're talking about. Like you said at the beginning, they juxtapose uh, images of Kamala Harris saying don't come like recently to things that Donald Trump said about immigrants, to things that he said about how he wasn't going to get a fair trial because the judge was of Mexican origin, which also is ridiculous. But so it's all of these kind of things coming together, right? And <clears throat> I probably should have read the synopsis for this movie before we started. Okay. So let me do that first. <laughs> After a governor issues an executive order to arrest the children of undocumented immigrants, the newly detained youth are offered an opportunity to have their charges dropped by volunteering to provide care to the elderly. Once inside the elder care facility, the volunteers discover the governor and the facility supervisor have cooked up a horrifying, depraved conspiracy that endangers the young and the old in this twisted thriller comedy. Um, so what you're saying here is basically everything that was kind of not subtle in the synopsis is, is he's showing how the labor can be exploited. And here right. they're using the children. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, again, it's not like it's a multi-faceted issue. 
it's uh, Americans are complaining because they don't have jobs, but companies are hiring people at a lower wage for jobs that people didn't want to do back then. But now that people are desperate <laughs> for those jobs, they're like, oh, I would do it. But it's like, uh, but would you back when the thing was happening? So these people did these jobs, like, you know, there are all these issues of uh, farmers who employ immigrants, even illegal immigrants, to work on their farms because they can pay them less than what they're supposed to. So it's it's an exploitation in a sense. Yeah, it's a it's a modern slave trade right. is what's happened. And and I think that it's also a critique of the prison system where like corporations now have prisons and the people who are in prison are essentially a slave labor for these uh, corporations. Well, I mean, look what happened during Trump's presidency and all presidencies, but specifically Trump's when ICE was doing all of these like hardcore going into these factories and, and detaining all of these people and arresting them. In this movie, he kind of shows this in a way where at this fast food restaurant, he, the, the main character that we're seeing this film through their eyes, um, he is snatched away from that position. And like all over the country, well, all over the state, um, they're snatching everybody. There's, I mean, even his sister who was on her way to a uh, very Columbia. established university. So it shows not only the people that are working in those jobs, but it shows people that are in all different paths and journeys of right. their lives. But, I mean, again, that's because they're just taking everybody who, I mean, and, and these kids were not undocumented. They were legal. Right. Right. So that's, again, like, that's the whole point is the moment that Trump said, uh, oh, the judge is not going to be fair because he's of Mexican descent. It's like, what does that have to do with anything? He's in the judge American. He's in the judge applying American law. So what does his, I mean, which is ironic, again, because a lot of people who have this mindset is, Oh, there's no bias <laughs> when police does something or like, oh, there's no bias. But the situation when it's flipped is like, oh, but they're going to be biased against me because of their origin or their race or their beliefs. And he's like, okay, so which one is it? Is right. there a bias or is there no bias? Like, is the background of something going to affect the decisions? Or And so that's, that's part of what they they were playing at here. Yeah, and, and yeah. I think the movie starts pretty quickly with, getting that messaging out there, these kids getting detained and getting shipped to this elder care facility, which is a whole other issue about an industry that hires people um, that are undocumented and having them care for our elders. I used to work in retirement homes and I would see this a lot. And then, you know, they the people that were working there that were undocumented, they would be fearing for their lives to like make a mistake or to come across the family and the, and the family report them. And so I thought that was a, it was an interesting way to show what they were going to put these kids through a, a, a system. Not right? No, but that's kind of what happens in real life is what I'm talking about. Like it's, it's a, it's a way to show a, an untalked about field of work that already happens in America right now, but they're putting these kids in this situation to, to deal, to, care of elders. So that was an interesting concept that this governor was going to send these people to this facility and make them somehow work for um, for whatever kind of release they needed. Um, 
But did you think that the message for this movie was handled well? Like, do you think it, do you think what the intentions were of the filmmaker, do you think it came across at the finale, at the end of the movie? Uh, a lot of the things that the movie showed and portrayed were what I would expect them to be. Um, if you're talking about, like I said, because the problem is not just the people who came here illegally. Like right now, there's like a certain people, in particular white supremacists, are just seeing everybody who is not white uh, as the enemy. Even if you are, you know, like black or actual like Latino non-white. And you can see this in the movie, and so maybe we'll talk about this on the spoilers, but um, it's more like, yeah, the whole replacement theory. And these people, despite being here legally, the crime that they have been accused of is not turning in their parents who are here illegally. Right. So that's that's the point, right? And they, yeah, like, I think it was Trump who was saying, like, these women come here to have anchor babies, like you know, just they come pregnant, they have the baby here, and then they have somebody to who claim to claim them as citizens, mm -hmm. and that's like so. As I felt that the movie was kind of talking about these kinds of things, which is yep. what I said. Like it's not so much about the anchor baby rhetoric, right? It's not about the 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 people who are here illegally because the characters who are the main characters in the movie mm -hmm. are not here legally, right, they right, are right. legal citizens. Yeah. But what he's trying to say is even those who are legal are- Could still be exploited. Right, exactly, yeah. are, are being scapegoated mm. for whatever they're doing for well, even, their own community. Like, even like the one character that is biracial, He's, he looks at the cops and he says, am I here because I'm black? Am I here because I'm Latino? Right. That, that's, and that's yeah. the satire of it all is it could be either because of how America is. <laughs> because the characters, like all of the actors are actually, well, all of the actors who play characters in the, 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 the detainees are all Latino people right, or right. like, I mean, and again, and that's part of the thing, like, because Latino, being Latino, being Latinx, is an ethnicity it's not a race the things that bring you together is a common history rather than an actual racial uh profile that's why there are white latinos like myself despite the fact that again like i'm kind of mixed um but there are latinos who are truly indigenous like indigenous roots uh mostly like, like I said, like one of my grandparents was the grandson of the actual shaman of a tribe. So that's like, I mean, if that is my grandfather, who is the grandson of a shaman who had been completely unmixed up to that point of, of a tribe of indigenous people in Colombia, there are other people who are in a similar situation. So or, or people who were actually like, you know, just sons, grandsons, granddaughters, daughters of indigenous people mm -hmm. who are now living in a city or things like that. And there are even like, you know, 
renowned mathematicians from Latin America who are essentially sons and grandsons of indigenous people who move into the city or things like that. So, and again, this is part of like, and there's a racism in Latin America too, because of course the Latinos who are white sometimes feel that they are, you know, like more pure because they are actually have some European blood in them. And it's kind of ridiculous, but that's kind of what is in there, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I've experienced that being in America, being around Tejanos and Chicanos and and native Texans, uh, seeing that side of the racism as well with other Latinos, Latino, Latinx uh, people. Um, what's interesting about this movie too is it's, it's built as a horror comedy. And while there are some parts of it that are funny, I think it's more serious than I was expecting. Hmm. Like once they get to the elder care facility, like that's at the beginning. And once they start like seeing like there's something weird happening with some of the older people they're working, you know, they're trying to figure out mm -hmm. how to work, you know, uh, here at this place. I thought those kind of elements of it were more serious than comedy, even though there's a little bit of like tension breakup with one of the main characters. Mm -hmm. um, the one I told you about earlier, who says, yeah. am I black? Am I Latino? Why am I here? Um, so was that something that I don't know if you went into this expecting it to be more horror or more comedy or um, what was the tone like for you? I think it was very comedic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the way that uh, characters like the Eric Dane character and that kind of like the speech is kind of like, you know. Because uh, yeah, he's the he's essentially the corporate uh, head of this fast yeah. food place. It's it's very Bond, uh, Bond villain kind of thing so i i couldn't really be like oh yeah i'm taking this seriously like yeah. you know like there were those aspects but still I, like you say like there are things that are horrifying um i i think what what was it that you said when i when i said oh i think what's happening well i guess for me like when i when we watched the trailer and i showed you before we watched the movie mm -hmm. It looks more supernatural and creaturey than I was expecting it to be, I guess. Yeah. So the tone threw me threw me for a loop, which was good because it, you know, my expectations were not bad. But um, to me, I, I thought maybe like a negative was just maybe it was more thriller than horror. I don't really put much credence into trailers, and you know me because, like, a yeah. movie like The Village, like I said, is something that people thought it was a certain thing, right? Yeah. And then they watch Absolutely. it, and they're like, "Oh no!" And of course, like, that's the marketing they have to get you to the to the movie theater. But I mean, like you're saying, despite the fact that there's not like an actual supernatural element, like I think at some point you said something like, "Oh, do you think that they are?" skeleton king these kids <laughs> right yeah yeah is right. this get out is a skeleton key like right. what's happening is, here is, is there something like of this sort uh going on and and this might actually be the benefit for you for not really getting so wrapped up in the trailer mm -hmm. um so even for listeners out there if you're going to check this out maybe don't watch the trailer at all um and then just go in completely blind um without giving spoilers how was the horror parts of it for you? Like the blood, the gore, the horror, the visceral looking things. Like how did it rate for you? Mm. I think it was pretty horrific. I mean, some, yeah. some of the things were like- I think the idea in itself very is intense. very horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
especially to people that are marginalized out there that could say, well, they could do this to us, you know, like not yeah. like that metaphor worked to scare people. Uh, it worked for me easily. Um, yeah, I, I think it was, I think it was effective. I think it was fun at points, yeah. but still horrifying. Yeah. Um, I liked the cast. I thought it was funny that Jenna Ortega was in this uh, because I forgot that she was going to be in this. So she oh. was <laughs> she was a really really good character. She's been on on the up uptick here lately with all the horror movies she's been doing. We have seen her everywhere. Everywhere. Jorge Ledenborg, the junior, the main uh, character. He's mm -hmm. been in a couple movies that we've seen recently. Right, yeah. Love Simon in particular. But the whole cast was really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they were. I really liked everyone in it, and um, I would recommend this if you're looking for like something that is, it's got that social message, but it also is playing with it and having a little bit of fun with it. Um, as far as like cinematography goes and like the technical features, I thought the score was pretty good. I thought there were some scenes that were set up that were really creepy, like around the elder care facility, like at night or just during the daytime scenes, like looking at the commonplace room where all the elder people were kind of uh, kind of just sitting around. I thought those were very effective. And even the whole climax at the end um, in this different location that you get to see, um, I thought that was handled really well. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think it was good. I, I think this was this is a movie that um, I think a lot of our listeners will definitely enjoy. Um, is there anything else that you want to point out about the movie before we get to the spoiler section? Mm. I think it's it's a movie like you said. It's better to go in with no preconceived notions, and of course, I I, I feel that it would be bad not to warn people um, that. <laughs> Uh, if they frequent fast food establishments, <laughs> they might see them in a very different light <laughs> after uh, watching the movie. Yeah. So out of 10, what would you rate the movie for all of the listeners? Mm, out of 10, I would give it an 8. Really? Okay. Um, I'll go with a 7. I liked it. Um, you go with an 8. So that's those are pretty high scores. So for any listeners out there, like I said, you can check this out in theaters this week or on digital and on demand. And uh, we'll get to the spoiler section. Spoilers. Uh, but do you want to give the listeners an idea of kind of at what point in the movie did you figure out what was happening? Like, was it the beginning, like the mid, the second act? Like what, what for you about it? Um, and you can reveal, of course, what it was. Well, um, so I would say that there were two parts where things were clear for me. Two different things were clear for me. Um, the first one is that the old black lady in the wheelchair was his sister and that is when uh they have this uh kind of like game thing which in uh, latin america we call them adivina de colores and it's these uh it's like four pyramids together that you fold paper 
and you write uh, words on each one of the faces, and then you ask a question, and you mix up and mix it up until you see. The yeah, word. older millennials will know what this is too. Well, I would hope so. Yeah, <laughs> we pass these around in high school. Right, it's called Adivina de Colores in, in Latin America. So the fact that they that she had that Adivina de Colores, and it was the pamphlet. It was the pamphlet for the facility. I was like, okay, yeah, there's no question in my mind that this is his sister. So it's that that part was clear there. And then when they were eating the burgers. Oh, when the two when the governor and the No 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 when when the kids themselves oh. they are eating burgers in the dining hall. Mm-hmm. But there are only three of them and the main kid has been taken. And only the Argentinian girl, the Argentinian girl, Jen Ortega, and um, the Latino guy are there. And he's like, "Ooh, this burger is really good." And the Argentinian girl is like, "Oh yeah, it's because I or or it was in Ortega." I was like, "Oh, I helped cook them and this and that, whatever." I was like, "Oh no, I, it's pretty clear what's happening." Here. <laughs> so I was like, "You you said this is Soylent Green, right?" Yeah, that's what I said. This is Soylent Green. So, Soylent Green is people, right? right? So, I was like, oh, no, it's, it's pretty it's clear. It's people. It's people. Um, so, I was like, okay, this... Uh, I apologize for that rumbling in the background. We are in a thunderstorm right now, so... Yes, this is this is commitment on our part, <laughs> recording during a thunderstorm. But, um, again, at this point, it was very clear to me that this facility was not for elderly people. <laughs> These elderly people were once detainees. They are uh, cycling them through, <laughs> mm-hmm. doing something to them to make them older, and then they're chopping them up to use as burger patties. <laughs> and serving at one of the most successful uh, burger yeah, joints. Chain, chain restaurants, that's right. And so, it was very McDonald's looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, which I thought was a critique on the fast food industry in itself. Um, I like those moments. I like the reveal. I like the aspect that they were aging in a very odd way. Like when they were hooked up to that, whatever that was to, I guess that was tenderizing their insides or whatever was (laughs) happening. It was speeding up the aging process. So I got a little bit of M. Night Shyamalan's like old in there, like how in that movie they age a little bit. I was getting that vibe from this movie where mm. you see them lined up and they're like young, but they're getting, you can tell features of them are well, getting some old. some of them are like, there's different parts of their bodies that are aging. Right. It's also like the hormones that they were eating on the burgers themselves. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, there's um, this whole like thing happening, like this science, science fiction, um, I'm becoming what I eat sort of idea. <laughs> Um, I like those moments. It, and there was moments like with his sister that reminded me of Get Out because she can't really explain what's happening and she's trying to send him messages and it's yeah. almost like she's trapped in the body. And yeah. I thought that was really creepy. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, and I like how the main character kind of goes through what they're going through, what the elders are going through. So he gets to experience I, that. I like the fact that you said you're still calling them the elders, despite the fact that they are the same age. <laughs> right, they're the same age, but they're they're old, they're aging really rapidly. And so I like those reveals and, and 
like you said earlier, uh, the reveal, like with Eric Dane, um, that is very much a James Bond kind of feel like to it, like a campy kind of James Bond feel um, where there's this showdown in the meat factory in, in the bowels of the, of the facility, I guess. Well, it's even the speech that he gives. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's very James Bondy. But um, I think that now we're in the spoilers. We can also say that I knew that the Argentinian girl was in on it from very early on. Like, it was very clear that these people had a spy <laughs> uh, to make sure that whoever started, like, discovering that something was off uh, that was actually a big surprise to me. I actually uh, liked her character and I thought she fit in well with them. And that was the fooled. goal. And I was fooled. <laughs> um, I really liked the kid that was refusing to eat and got dragged away at the because beginning. Because he was right about Because he was right about everything. <laughs> and like they were poisoning him. He was the hypochondriac. Yeah. Um, so I liked that. I really, uh, I thought it was sad between the main character and his sister because while there's the climax and they're trying to get out of there, they've aged so rapidly that they're slowly, you know, making their way out. And you know that there's, they're going to be like in this state of um, their body being aged until it can be reversed. So we're if not, it can be if it can be reversed. So yeah. that's really horrifying. Uh, it's kind of got that mean spirited uh, black comedy, like that dark comedy edge to it. Um, I really like the the scene where they're sitting on the bench at the end. I thought that was funny <laughs> where they're trying to fool the people that are coming to <laughs> to save them to essentially. Them. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think it was a cool movie. I dug it. It was a different idea, even though it was pretty predictable. Uh, the concept was interesting, and it had a message that I think was, like you said, not so subtle, but it was cool. It was yeah. it was uh, it's cool to see a Latino uh, celebrate any cast of characters that are latinx and a see a latino uh, director and writer um prosper in a genre film like this with yeah. a message so i think this was a this was a fun discussion uh, it it has like i said it has a lot of interesting concepts a lot of social ideas that are interesting um and i think it was fun and it has had its moments um like I said, you rated it pretty high at eight. I rated it at seven. And uh, we recommend that you check it out when you can, whether it's in theaters or uh, on uh, streaming services. Uh, again, thanks to Samantha Friedman for giving us a screener to check out. And uh, as always, uh, thanks, Gabe, for step, stopping by to um, to go out of your way to come and Whoa, see me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I thank you, Donnie. Always a pleasure to be in your show. Well, as always, you can check out Fatal Follower Presents a podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Horror Amino. And you can reach out to me at Fatal Follower Presents at Gmail. Stay safe, stay spooky, and always go for the vegetarian options at your local fast food place. Bye-bye.